0: In the heart of 12th century Germany, a figure emerges from the shadows of history. Her name is Hildegard von Bingen. A Benedictine abbess, her life is marked with an array of talents. She's revolutionized things like theology, music, medicine, and even language, but it's her work in holistic health that really sets her apart. Indeed, there is a lot more than meets the eye when it comes to Hildegard von Bingen. Before we dive into this week's episode of Punks Unite podcast, be sure to hit subscribe, turning notifications on so that you're kept up to date with any future episodes. Welcome to the Punks Unite podcast, health and wellness for rebels. I'm Jo, and I'm an advocate for body positivity, celebrating individuality, and through the stories of others, sharing self-care practices so that you can reach your happiest and healthiest self. If mainstream fitness doesn't speak to you, then join me every week as we explore health and wellness practices from a holistic, real, and open-minded point of view. I share knowledge and insights so that you can find what resonates, research a little bit more and create a plan for your health and wellness that works for you. Originally, today's episode was meant to explore the extensive history of exercise as medicine. And when I was doing the research, I did come across some really influential figures, including Susruta, Hippocrates, Patanjali, Galen, Avincenna, but it became very clear to me how male dominated these texts and records were, which is no surprise really because up until recently, a lot of medical procedures and tests were done on human subjects that were typically men. Unless you consider the tests that they did in the 1950s on Puerto Rican women for the contraceptive pill. You might want to look that one up. So when I was doing this research on exercise as medicine, I thankfully came across Hildegard von Bingen, And it inspired me to change today's episode to be about her and her works and the impact and influence that she's had on health and wellness. It also inspired me to buy two of her books. The first book that I bought was Physica, pronouncing that incorrectly, but it's the complete English translation of her classic work on health and healing. And it goes through lots of different elements. I would say it does all the sort of natural stuff. Oh, funnily enough, elements. Would you look at that? but it does cover plants, elements, trees, stones, fish, birds, animals, reptiles and metals I would say that it's the sort of natural healing and things like that I've not read this yet but I have read about it and so it only arrived two days ago and I just haven't had time so I'm looking forward to reading this one here the other one I booked was the corsai at Kurei and I didn't read the description properly and even though the description in the back is in English, the actual book, I believe, is in Latin. But I do know that Hildegard spoke and wrote in an old German dialect and I'm not sure what that looked like. But when I look at this, they look Latin to me. Either way, I am likely going to have to send this one back because I'm not going to be able to read it, but I kind of like it as well, so I might just keep hold of it. Without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode on Hildegard von Bingen. So our journey begins in the core of 12th century Germany. Here we have Hildegard von Bingen, a German abbess, so that's a head of a nunnery, with an appetite for knowledge as wide as the Rhine. And she's not just an abbess. She's a writer, composer, philosopher, and a healer. Now imagine her hunched over a desk, pen in hand or quill in hand, I'm not quite sure, dimly littered room, candlelit maybe, and she is writing out the Physica, which as you know, is just one of the many books that she has written. And these books shed light on natural history, and medicinal practices. In these books, she's unveiled the healing properties of flora, fauna, and minerals. And particularly, she, apparently, she does this in the Kusai Kurei or Kausai et Kore. I don't know this because I accidentally got the one that wasn't translated in English. Now, while many scholars see her as an important figure in the history of medicine, there are many who criticize her work, arguing that her ideas are out of date and they are, I quote, lacked scientific rigor and Others said that her use of natural remedies were dangerous and ineffective. Now, criticism in the medical world is not unheard of, and quite frankly, the health and wellness industry is basically infested with it. You know, no matter what you do, there is going to be a counter argument for it. And I welcome that. You should question everything. Nevertheless, in Hildegard's case, her meticulous exploration of healing and medicine has enriched our understanding and opened new horizons in the field. You know, these aren't just books. These here, they aren't just books. They are insights into human ailments and their natural remedies. And apparently in some of her books, she's got really meticulous illustrations of the healing plants and detailed descriptions of the symptoms and cures. And I think a lot of what she did is likely more accepted in naturopathy than potentially modern medicine. One thing we know for sure is that Hildegard was among one of the first women to actually advocate for exercise as a means to physical and mental health. I'd risk saying that she was actually really the first woman because as I said at the beginning of this episode it was incredibly hard for me to find many women in the history of exercise as medicine. Hildegard literally was the first woman that came up and And then when I started trying to do research into finding any earlier references of women, I couldn't. If you know of any, I do want to know about them, so be sure to comment below. But with Hildegard, her interest and her approach was more than surface level she really actually just immersed herself in the studies and she left no stone unturned I mean her timeless wisdom inspires us today it reminds us of the importance of holistic health and looking at the entire being rather than looking at one part also reminds us about the benefits of nature in maintaining our health and natural substances. Now, Hildegard delved deep into her subject matter. She left behind a wealth of knowledge in her extensive writings, and she really envisioned a healing landscape. So that is described as a harmonious balance between body and soul achieved through exercise, diet, and deep respect for nature. And in addition to her pioneering work on health, Hildegard was a proponent of holistic practices practices such as prayer, meditation and contemplation. For a a woman of her time to be an abbess, head of a nunnery, and also look into medicine and health and healing, she was a true trailblazer. And I mean, that's just one subject. This is just one of the many areas in her knowledge that she left a mark. She wrote extensively about the spiritual and environmental benefits of living a life filled with with a reverence for nature I mean her writings offer insight into the power of interconnectedness between humans and nature humans and animals humans and their living environment that surrounds them and also really promoted the gratitude and appreciation and the beauty I guess that comes with being in the environment that we're in and reconnecting with nature and how important that is. I think this is incredibly interesting here because we hear people talk about the fact that I'm going to go into nature, I need to get back to nature, reconnecting with nature. I think I much prefer the phrase reconnecting with nature. But we are are in nature. We are part of nature. Yes, going to the woodlands and things helps us too, getting around trees helps us to reconnect with nature. But we are part of nature. We don't need to necessarily get into it to uh, appreciate that and appreciate the environment that. Is around us. Hildegard's work has changed the way that many people think about health and healing, and it's inspired many to pursue holistic healthcare and uh, holistic practices and in, embrace the healing power of nature. It's proven fact that walking in nature or doing forest bathing is incredibly beneficial for the body, the mind, and the soul. Her writings on holistic living and spiritual health and the the revenants of nature are still relevant today, you know, showing us that we should have a greater respect for ourselves, each other, and our planet. We're aware at the moment of the turmoil that the planet is, with climate change if you are anything like me you have known about this for 30 plus years or potentially your entire life you have been told that the environment and the damage that humans are doing is potentially irreversible we can feel very helpless in in that sense but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't still try and do what we can (laughs) Hildegard's work has changed the way that many people think about health and healing. It inspired many to pursue a career in holistic practices, naturopathy, and also embrace the healing power of nature. Her writings on holistic living, spiritual health. Today, doctors still incorporate aspects of Hildegard's teaching into their practices as part of what's called integrative healthcare, where they match up natural remedies and or natural healing practices with more traditional medicine to help patients to achieve more of a holistic approach to their health and well-being so that is it for this week's episode on Hildegard von Bingen if you have found this type of information interesting and you would like me to do more of it then either comment below or send me a message on instagram Joe underscore Delacorte, and you should find me. Again thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. If you found today's video useful or interesting consider sharing it with friends and family or click the like button and of course make sure that you subscribe and turn notifications on so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Remember you can tune in via your favorite podcast platform or you can watch this on YouTube whatever works for you. Before we finish up I just wanted to touch on The fact that I actually understand how challenging it is when anxiety strikes when you least expect it. And so, what I've done is I've pulled together a three step framework that I have used in the past, and it is called the Anxiety Survival Checklist. Now, I've included a link in the description below so that you can download it for yourself, but it basically is about equipping you with the tools and strategies that you need so that when anxiety does happen unexpectedly you're able to get yourself back to a place of balance it also helps you to think about what works for you as an individual I do provide some examples of what you could do you know in in each of the steps I give some examples of how what approaches you might take but everyone is so different and everyone's anxiety is so different and it's triggered in a different way so a lot of this is about giving you a way to take control of your anxiety in a way that works for you as an individual so as I said the download description a download link is in the description of this video or you can can go to checklist.joedelacourt.com. It seems that I'm having a little bit of (laughs) just doing it now. I'm obviously struggling at the end of this uh, episode today to even speak properly. Uh, So I will not hold you up any longer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, peace and punk. Take care, everyone. Bye bye.